that potion. We are the heathers or the heathers. I told you one. I'll do Phoenix <laughs> well, hello there. I beg your pardon and sorry for the mess. Someone spilled the Leviathan blood and left the mini Mako reactor running again. Anyhow, you're listening to MageCast, the ensemble podcast by the well-read mage and a cast of mages. Each episode, I sit down with my rotating panel of magical guests to have some civil discourse about a single game. We're a group of games writers dedicated to clarity, integrity, and depth in long-form critique. You can find us on WordPress at thewellreadmage.com, on Twitter at thewellreadmage, on Reddit at thewellreddit page, and on YouTube. Magecast is part of the Little Fella Media Podcast Network, now sponsored by top-tier podcast host Buzzsprout. Visit buzzsprout.com to learn more about podcast hosting. Crowdfunding support makes projects like Magecast possible. If you enjoy our work, written or otherwise, you can become a Warrior of Light a patron and supporter at patreon.com forward slash the well-read mage. Check it out for more information on our vision for the future of games writing and gaming community, as well as exclusive audio bonus content and rewards like membership cards and our secret Discord HQ mage chat. Links are in the description. Build the future with us. Don't forget to share the heck out of MageCast like the plague. We also love to hear your thoughts and questions. Be sure to like, follow, subscribe, and leave us a review where applicable. Thank you. Oh, and now let's start the show. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of MageCast. This is an exciting episode for me because this is the most guests I've ever had on this show. There are four of us this time, and that's especially auspicious because... We're going to be talking about the four Ninja Turtles, and it's also the fourth Ninja Turtle game, too. Is it? I I hope so. I know it's numbered that on the Super Nintendo, but is it actually? Because you know how they did numbering back in the day. Anyhow, I digress. Let's do some introductions, okay? We got two Ryans today, so (laughs) we're going to have to differentiate, okay, between that. Um, But by way of introduction, just... If you can share uh, what you're working on right now, and then not like real life job stuff, like like fun stuff that you're working Trust on. Trust me, you don't want to know my and, job. Yeah, as soon as you start talking, I'm just going to mute you. So. Uh, <laughs> and then whatever you're playing right now. So let's go. This is not going to make sense for you, you guys, but we're going to go anti-clockwise. We're going to start with Brent. Okay. I'm Brent. Uh, I'm the ABXY mage. I'm currently working on my abs no i'm just kidding um <laughs> <Your abs? laughs> yeah, how's that going sarcasm uh i'm working on putting more weight on them so there's okay. that um no I'm, I'm actually not working on anything i just posted my latest review earlier today and i have not yet claimed my next game i'm still thinking that over well now you are working on a collab, but is that a secret at this point in time? Yes. Okay. So Brant is working on a secret collab. Yes. All right. So let's just keep that in mind. And what are you playing, sir? Uh, again, I'm not actually playing anything. I just finished. Oh, so you just you just straight finished I, like, yeah. the last game you reviewed, and I that's it? I finished oh. it and then wrote about it and haven't 
started anything. I'm still working on Smash Dude. Brothers, but otherwise I'm not really playing uh, anything right yeah, now. Yeah, that's an off and on game. I admire that though. I mean, for me it's like I'm trying to play like six games at once. It's not working out. I try and... I try to do that and then I end up finding I'm neglecting one more than the other and then it makes it a lot harder yeah. to write about it later. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's an RPG. Because then you like stop in the middle of the game and you're like, I don't even remember what's going on. Yeah, this, especially with it being an NES game, it just made sense. I could quickly beat it in a few hours in one day and and write about it over the course of a couple days. And I already wasn't playing anything else currently anyway, so. Right, right. Well, thank you, sir. Okay, next we have one of the two Ryans. This is, <laughs> this is Beer Ryan, okay? So our differentiation is going to be Beer Ryan and Coffee Ryan. Okay, so Beer Ryan, if you'd go ahead and introduce yourself. All right, everyone. My name is Ryan. Yes, I am the Beer Mage, uh, part of, the, of course, the Well-Read Mage cast here. And uh, what I am currently working on is that I run a Twitter contest on uh, basically old retro games, and it's called the RGB High Score Challenge. And we are in our second season, and that is taking up most of my time. Uh, but right now we are actually on our ninth game out of ten. Uh, that and that actually plays into what I'm playing right now as well, uh, which of course is Super Smash TV, which is our ninth installment of it. And I am awful at it, but I, I try my best. <laughs> <laughs> which, well, you're in good company because I think everybody's awful. It's really <laughs> hard. <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't had a chance to dig into it yet. Let me say that I really 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 enjoy the rgb high score event challenge thing whatever you want to call it it is super fun it's a super great idea that i'm like why didn't i come up with that why didn't i think of this as an idea it is so stinking fun to have multiple people revisit these games like like um super adventure island i would never have replayed i remember playing it as a kid just looking at it makes me sick but <laughs> re but replaying it was such a a strange thing and um I never play competitively don't know the lingo don't know you know the ins and outs uh but this has been a lot of fun yeah, and, uh, I think it's a really cool And th that's kind of the point thing. of this is that to bring people together that wouldn't normally play competitively I think that that's kind of a scary thing is the idea that people would judge you and all that kind of stuff where this one's a much more personal experience where everybody gets to play on their own whether they decide to stream it or not is up to them but they get to play at their home get to have some fun with games that maybe they didn't either deep dive into too much or haven't played in a while and uh, get a chance to see how well they do versus other people so yeah well i mean the education factor like i know more about un squadron <laughs> than i thought i would ever <laughs> know in my entire life <laughs> i know that game like backwards and forwards up until the ceiling boss couldn't beat him but uh so we're on season yep. two. Are there any inklings about season three that are not top secret? Oh, yeah. Uh, we're planning on doing Genesis. So the first one we did was NES. Oh, cool. the, this one is Super Nintendo. And then uh, season three is going to be Genesis. I'm going to jump on that. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will take you down. And that is a great, <laughs> a great segue into our, our, our third guest here, our fourth member of this episode, who is Coffee Ryan. So go ahead. Introduce yourself, sir. Of course, of course. Uh, so I am Ryan, Coffee Ryan. Uh, I'm the hyperactive coffee mage on the Well Red Mage. Um, currently uh, toiling away at a review of Mega Man Legends 2. Very fun game. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, currently playing right now uh, Persona 3 Portable. I'm playing it on my PS Vita. And um, here and there playing whatever I can. Sometimes Smash, sometimes Cosmic Star Heroines, sometimes Kingdom Hearts. Actually, I finished Kingdom Hearts and I have words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have words. I remember when... I remember when you announced you finished it in Discord. Oh. And, yeah, it sounded like you had words. I have, I have lots of words, so. But we can save that for another episode. Yeah, maybe we'll do a... Oh, that's right. We were planning a sort of uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, showdown-style thing and get a multiple guests to phrase their thoughts on mm-hmm. it. But um, we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. So we're going to be talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, released in 1992 by Konami on the Super Nintendo. Now, this is a port of the arcade version of Turtles in Time, which came out in 91, I believe. But we're not going to be talking about the arcade version too much, just for simplicity's sake. The episode is about the Super Nintendo version, um, which we kind of came up with because, again... The uh, RGB high score challenge, uh, I spent a lot of time playing some Turtles in Time, and that was a game that was really a lot of fun to play. Um, So the episode is entitled Cowabunga Chronology. (laughs) It took days to come up with that, and bravo to the sometimes vaguely philosophical mage Chris at Overthinkery for coming up with that. This was a really hard episode to come up with a title for. Like, nigh impossible. Couldn't do it. I couldn't Hey, do you're it. the one who set the bar. Uh, it had... You asked for a title, I said... and you asked for, like, a Chrono Trigger reference. So. That <laughs> <laughs> was, like, almost impossible. Like, what did somebody say, like, Chrono Turtles? And I was like, this is just, that's, no. <laughs> but, yeah, when, when, <laughs> when Cowabunga Chronology rolled out, I was like, oh, my goodness. I shed wow. a single tear for all the all of the other lame titles that would not make the cut because that was that was the undisputed champion. But for Turtles in Time, I want to ask you guys kind of get your impressions on this game. Do you remember when you first played it? Let's start with, um, well, uh-huh. there's a lot of guests. I guess I'll just pick somebody and we'll start talking. You guys can interact or jump in at any time. By all means. There's a little bit of energy there so let's start with you coffee ryan sure sure um to be honest i don't remember the first time i actually played charles in time but i remember playing a lot of it and you know usually with a couple friends who were friends um so most of the times in the arcades i played the original arcade version and that was always that was always a riot now i don't really remember playing the arcade version mm-hmm. uh i remember screens of it but uh have you played the arcade version brent Yes, actually, my second grade birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese, we beat the arcade version. (laughs) Holy memory accuracy. How do you remember that? (laughs) How could I not remember that? (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess, yeah, it is Turtles in Time arcade version. Four player Uh, on the arcade. Oh, the big one, the big cabinet. Because there was a two player and a four player cabinet, right? Yes. No, it was the four player. I don't think I've ever encountered it in the wild. But uh, I love those huge cabinets, like the X Men, the six. What was it, oh, six or eight? Yeah, players? I've never six seen that cabinet. one. No, me neither. Was it? Was it six? Beer it's Ryan? six, and uh, my fond memories of that are beating it in Las Vegas at the Circus Circus Hotel when I was eleven. 
with my nice. brother. Dang. Nice. That's cool. I, uh, I don't remember the arcade version, um, but I do remember the Super Nintendo version. I went over to my friend's house where I would spend a lot of time over the weekends, and he just picked it up from probably from Blockbuster or something like that. And, yeah, we played it through, uh, beat it, I think, the first night, and then played it through again because we loved it so much. Uh, the the variety of the four turtles, I think, is really well expressed here. This was something that you brought up in your uh, review today, Brent, that um, there's not a whole lot of variety or meaningful variety in that uh, that first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game on the NES, right? You could swap characters, but it's almost like, uh, what was it? Mike and Leo are kind of identical. Almost exactly the same. Yeah, they had the same power, okay. speed, range. Leo Leo had a slightly better up attack, but that was about it. Okay. And then Raphael sounded like he was just a meat shield just for taking damage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was. He was faster, but not so much faster that he was getting additional attacks in over the other turtles, and he wasn't any stronger. And his he has no range because he uses size. It was like being bare-fisted. Mm. Which in that game and is then, very dangerous to get that close to enemies. Yeah. yeah. It was an unforgiving NES game. Um, so we mentioned 12 years old. I think it was 12. And then we mentioned the uh, second grade when I was a kid. Uh, Ryan, you've played it all. Ryan, Coffee Ryan, you've played it evidently all your life. You can't remember when you first played I it. Honestly so can't. were you guys... Yeah, that's all great. <laughs> There's a lot of games. But um, were you guys TMNT kids then? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I can tell, tell you stories. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it had all the action figures, had all the VHS tapes, uh, was huge oh, into yes. it. You know, though, I find it interesting. When I was a kid, I was a huge Michelangelo fan because I was kind of a goofy kid. I was, you know, the class clown that yeah. won't have you. Uh, I don't relate to Michael whatsoever nowadays. <laughs> uh, I'm sarcastic and uh, a little bit coy at times. So Raph, uh, he is my man. I, I relate more with Raph and Donnie than I do with Michael and Leo, which were the two, I think, when I was a kid. So Okay, and great point. I was just thinking about this recently, how my favorite when I was a kid was Michelangelo too. And now, as an adult, I'm just like, dude, this guy's so irresponsible. <laughs> like, it just, like, 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 it just, it just grates. His personality grates with me. What about you, uh, Brent? What, what was your favorite as a kid and your favorite now? Uh, when I was a kid, my favorite was Leo. Uh, I was always okay. a fan of the swords, the dual swords, blue. He's the leader. Um, well, it's kind of unfair that he has like two swords and like the other guy has like a stick <laughs> <laughs> like, and like nunchucks. Like what? The, yeah. But now I, I would say now probably it's probably Raph. I think I, I think I associate most with him kind of the a little more of a loner and a little more attitude and impatient. And, you know, I, I told you I recently watched all six Ninja Turtle, seven Ninja Turtles movies in the last month or so. Wow, thanks for doing that so we don't have <laughs> <laughs> But right like you were saying work. with Michelangelo being irresponsible, I just kept thinking, have you learned anything? <laughs> you you haven't, you're, you could never be a ninja, you're an idiot. <laughs> right, and it's not like he's actually 
actually younger than everybody else by any meaningful amount, right? I mean, no, you it, how you're, they're supposed to all be the same age, I think. Right, like fifteen, right? Yeah. Was the oh no, it was fifteen years from when they contacted the ooze. Uh, I think, yeah, but they're teenage, is in the original so trilogy. They, but they're so teenage, they're between so 15 and maybe 18. sixteen, <laughs> seventeen, something like that. Yeah. yeah, how long were they alive as just regular turtles? But yeah, I. They kind of play it as like he's like the kid of the group, but yeah, it's just weird. What about you, uh, Coffee Ryan? Um, for myself, I'm gonna go the same. I was I was a huge, huge, huge Michelangelo fan growing up, but um, for me now, it's either a tie between Raph or Leo as my favorite characters. And I mean, I've read up a lot about the lore of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well too. Not prior to this, but. Um, but those two I really, really identify with. Raph especially, because he's a very stubborn person, or a very stubborn <laughs> turtle, I mean. I'm also <laughs> pretty stubborn in my own right, but the reason he's so stubborn, and the reason why he's always such a hothead is because he cares so much. And I'm like, oh, you know what, that's, that's pretty much like me. I care a lot about like my friends, I care a lot about my family, and sometimes I can, I can be a little bit hot-headed about things, and ask my wife, but... <laughs> <laughs> so for so for the three of you guys, then Ra- Raphael is your spirit animal right yeah, now. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Okay, wow. Uh, mine is uh, is Donatello. I um I think that he's underappreciated <laughs> in the group. I agree. And I think he's he's the he's the nerdy techie guy. He does machines? Uh, they play that up. What's that? He does machines. He does <laughs> machines. That's what he does. He does machines. Uh, but yeah, a while ago on Twitter, well, last week, a while ago, um, I posted a poll that asked, which Ninja Turtle are you most like? The level-headed leader, the ultra nerd, the cool but rude guy, the party animal. Um, guess, now I already told you Beer Ryan, mm-hmm. um, but Brent and Coffee Ryan, maybe you guys can guess. Who do you think, from Twitter, out of 253 votes, who do you think... Or which Ninja Turtle were was people most like? Grammar is hard. I already know. <laughs> I was on the call too. I already know. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot because you're so quiet. Okay, what about you, Coffee Coffee Ryan? Which guess, one do you um, think? You got to psycho psychoanalyze Twitter. I'm gonna guess the party animal. The party animal. So that's weird. It's actually the least on here. Yeah. Oh so that's what that was my prediction too. Um. But it's 40% voted for Donatello, 29 voted for Raphael, 19 voted for Leo, and 12% wow. voted for Michelangelo. Poor Mikey. Poor Mikey. Yeah. I felt a little bad, but I mean, I guess there's just not a lot of party animals out there. <laughs> or maybe people are lying. Either one. Okay, real quick here. Weigh in on Hero Turtles. Have you guys heard of that? Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles? I have. Uh, apparently in Europe they couldn't use the word ninja, uh, so they switched it to hero. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know the backstory behind why they couldn't use ninja. I guess it's uh, it was some derogatory term apparently, but uh... <laughs> yeah, I guess. So. I think they were I, they were I relating just... it to gang violence or something like that. Yeah. Like they oh were really? That was ninjas it? Ninjas were going to suddenly become like a gang. I don't know. <laughs> uh. 
gosh. And they're like, nobody becomes a gang out of heroes, right? So let's rename them Hero Turtles. <laughs> Should have been the yeah, I... Teenage Mutant Ninja Soccer Hooligans Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> soccer Hooligans. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So I only heard this relatively recently and from a couple of my British uh, and European friends. And um, I was just surprised that um they went to such lengths but yeah nobody could give me the backstory the origins of the hero turtles uh one guy from germany i think it was said that they actually painted out mikey's nunchucks and replaced it with a grappling hook hmm. and i was like that's going really the extra mile to make sure that nobody's offended by nunchucks I mean, maybe they had a nunchuck problem in Germany. Yeah, what's more, Brent, what's more want... offensive than nunchucks? The, how's that more offensive than katanas? That's what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> it's not even the most deadly of like the four weapons. That's probably like the second least deadliest behind the and bow. And I, I like that they're worried about calling them ninjas, but the mutant part, that's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's, that's crazy. I mean, that was a tidbit that I was like, this is... This is funny. But yeah, okay, as to the game itself, though, what do, you, what do you guys think about some of the pros and some of the cons of this game? Let's start with you, Beer Ryan. What are what are some pros and cons for this game? Uh, so pros, I think, is definitely the music of this game. It is spectacular. Mm. <clears throat> as soon as it, it loads up and you get the load-up screen, uh, it's turtles the whole way through. And everything from every single board, there's something different to it. It matches the context of it so that, you know, the one where they're they're on the train sounds a bit like kind of like Native American style to it. Uh, the one where they're mm-hmm. on the ship is a little bit more, you know, piratey sounding. And even the stuff that's in the future sounds futuristic. And it all just sounds so perfect on the Super Nintendo chip. I, I think if they used that music chip the best out of m- probably most Konami games that are out there, this is the, the you know, cream of the crop, in my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's what makes this game to me so memorable is the music because you could follow along with it. Even if you're bad at the game, you can still enjoy just the spectacular music. And I find the same thing with things like Shovel Knight and you know a lot of the other games in which we've talked about, like for example Mega Man X. Uh, those games, there's an extra added value to it because of the music. Yeah, the composition is just spot on, right. and it's it sounds so '80s too. Right. When you play it, it has that kind of energy. Let's do a kind of round robin with these, actually. So go ahead. You named one pro. Mm-hmm. Name one con, and then we'll rotate and see how many of these we can we can. Okay. So a con. So one of the things I will say is that at times it's a little slippery as far as, uh, you know, making contact with the, the foot soldiers. Sometimes you don't really recognize where they are on the plane. But I think that that's indicative of most beat-em-ups, especially console beat-em-ups, where it's not always easy uh, for hit detection in that sense because it's on a 2D plat or just, you know, the fact that it's a flat screen for you. So, I mean, yeah, uh, could they have done it better or put more into it? Sure, but uh, I don't think it takes away a lot from that game. Yeah, and it's already on the really polished end as far as those hit boxes go. I mean, I'm sure we've all played some beat-em-ups where it's like, you're standing right behind the boss, and you're like, why can I not hit this thing? <laughs> because it's a two-dimensional image. It's not <laughs> like a three-dimensional object. Uh, go ahead, Coffee Ryan. One pro, one con. Ooh, okay, so pro, the visuals. I have to say the visuals are mm. just spot on. It looks exactly like it popped out of the, sp- of the TV screen. Like, it's the old school, 1990s. Um, just It just brings out such a great retro feel. And 
I mean, it's, it's, I, there's not much else I can say. It's just, they're, they're just so gorgeous. So much color, so much dyna- dynamism. It's just, it just, it just pops out of the screen and punches right in the face. So, <laughs> Dude, it is so like, it, it resembles the cartoon extremely well. Uh, it has sort of an elasticity to the sprites animation. The colors are just so vibrant. It just pops, like you were saying. Yeah, definitely the visuals. Uh, and a con, sir. Okay, so con. Con. Oh, this is, okay, this will be a personal pet peeve of mine. I kind of wish that they had a bit of a tutorial in teaching a, a, teaching a player how to throw towards the screen. Because there's mm-hmm. that one boss, I think it was the Shredder in the Technodrome, where you had yeah. to you had to throw enemies into the, into the front of the screen. And I remember when I first played it, I didn't know how to do that. I'm like, how do you throw an enemy into the front of the screen? All I was doing was slamming them back and forth on the ground, but I didn't throw them into the screen. I'm like, what is this? So a little bit more direction yeah. would have been nice. Yeah, so I read this today. I guess in the arcade version it was random, but on this SNES port, we know now that there that you can um purposefully throw either do the uh you know the thing where they throw them into the ground on either side or you can throw at the screen which i had to figure out for the rgb high score challenge <laughs> because i finished the game and i was like 500 points what the heck and then i was like oh you got to throw everything so yeah throwing everything gains more points uh, right yeah yeah, definitely. Triple the points of a normal kill. Really? Um, yeah. I think you get three points for throwing something at the screen, two for doing sort of the side-to-side throw against the ground, and then one for just a regular kill. Is that right, uh, Beer Ryan? Yeah, and there's actually a four-point one that you can get. If you slam your shoulder oh, no. into a guy uh, and you knock him off the screen, you get four points. But A, it's hard <laughs> to do, and B, it makes you extremely vulnerable, so... Uh, yeah, well, that's the advantage of going through this as a, an observer or a host of the RGB High Score Challenge, because I watch everybody else play. <laughs> so well, I, I've just been doing this secretly in the background, and then I'm going to go on Twin Galaxies and break all the records. So that's exactly what I've been doing. <laughs> oh, man, I feel like an idiot now. I wish I could go back in Turtles in Time and just replay that again. Somebody sniped me on that one, I think. I posted, like, late Sunday. And I was like, yes, this is a good score. Mm, top three. And then I get there like the next morning. And was, I was like, oh, fifth place. Dang it. <laughs> okay, Brent, uh, one pro or one con? Uh, pro, I will say the characters. There are a lot. I mean, basically all of the classic characters that you want are there. Krang, Shredder, Baxter, Leatherhead, Metalhead, Slash, Toka Razor, Bebop, Rocksteady. Just like your action figure collection. Yeah, Just I mean, the, the Rat King, they were all playing it again recently. Uh, like Rat King was one of the and was one of the villains I basically had forgotten about over the last few years. And uh so that's good. The bosses, I guess, would be my pro. Okay. And a con, if you can. Uh, my con. I know this is Turtles in Time, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, hmm. I don't. I was going to say how hard it was throwing. 
foot soldiers at Shredder, but Ryan took that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Uh, so I guess I don't know. I'll have to think about that more. I don't have another one right now. I really all like right, this all game. Right. Yeah, think about it. <laughs> well, who doesn't really like this game? Um, I'm going to say it's use of mode 7. Uh, the the future stage, um, what is it, 2021 or something like that, um, on the highway just looks so stinking cool. Neon Riders. Uh, yeah. Be- yeah. I mean, best, it's my it's favorite a... song in the game. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a dated effect now, but... Man, it looks cool. Mm-hmm. It looks so cool. Um, I really love this game's use of Mode 7. Um, for a con, I think that those, um, the specials that you could pick up, the special item that caused your turtle to like spin around, uh, were just completely useless, mm-hmm. especially if I'm trying to get points in this game. Um, it, it didn't last long at all. There's only like a handful of them in the entire game. It's like by the time you find another one, then you're like, oh yeah, these things. And then, like, they're not even that useful. So that's a super minor nitpick. Um, but going to going to characters, um, what was your guys' favorite turtle to play as in this game? Leo. Definitely Leo? <laughs> yep. I think Donatello is probably the one with the most range, but he's pretty slow. So to me, it's a mix between Donatello and Raphael. Oh, okay. Yeah, because Raph's quick, so you can do yeah. a lot of interesting moves with him. Same. Definitely. What about you? Uh, for me, it would be Leo and Raph. Usually, usually okay. I mean Leo a lot, but sometimes I'll switch it up and play as Raph. And then on the rare occasions, I'll play as either Mikey or Donnie, but usually just Leo and Raph. Yeah, so Donatello was always my go-to. I mean, you're spot on with his range, uh, Beer Ryan. His His range is, like, almost unfair. <laughs> in this game compared to some of the other turtles. I mean, you get hit really far, but the dude's got a stick, so they gotta, you know, throw him a bone. But um yeah, his what I found because I again replaying this, trying to throw as many characters or enemies as I could, um, I found that his range was not great for trying to throw because you basically had to hit an enemy, they're stun locked for a moment, you had to walk up press your buttons and then that would throw them at the screen. But with Donnie, it was such a range that I I couldn't always get to the enemy on time. Um, So I found that I got my best runs with uh, Raphael Mm -hmm. because he was so fast and so close range. So he's definitely now my favorite turtle to play (laughs) in this game. And actually I would say most speed runners would agree with you on that uh, because of Raph. He's able to, to jump across screen. He's able to do uh, kind of a special attack in which his foot goes across and hits guys and knocks them out in one hit. So it, I was most, just going to say that too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most speed runners love Raph. He's, he's the go-to. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. I don't know that I'll ever uh, speed run turtles in time, but if I do, <laughs> I'll have, <laughs> we'll have to remember Raphael. Um, so just before we move on, still talking about the turtles on this podcast, we we're trying to figure out that before there's four of us, there's four turtles. Who is who in this podcast? <laughs> who is who? I'm going to say, well, no, I will go last because I'm the, I'm the host. I don't want to color the. Wait, are we saying the, who we think we ourselves are? 
No, you got to say who everybody else is. Oh, okay. Well, you you have to be Leo because you're the leader. There you go. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So then now you're stuck with the other three. You got to figure that out. I mean, I'll take Mikey for myself because I think I'm still goofy. So I'll go with that one. Right? Because I'll, I'll take okay. – I, I will die on that hill because nobody else wants to take Mikey. <laughs> I was going to give you like, Mikey. I will just, be the, the infantile mage. one. There you go. You're, Mikey yeah, there just drinks. Of course. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Does Mikey drink. <laughs> Got to be. Okay. So now you're down to two, especially with Raphael and Donatello. Good luck. This is all you, Brent. Well, it's easy. I'll just say I'm Raph. <laughs> wait okay now wait a minute uh coffee ryan you're an engineer in real life hey, right? exactly yes I, okay so, okay so that minutes. was actually that was Spot that was pretty on. perfect do we have any rebuttals to that at all none whatsoever on this side none no. yeah dang. i got stuck with leo though i feel terrible i'll trade you i wanted to be i'll trade <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, you could have Mikey. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh so villains. We we talked a little bit about villains in this game. Um I You're love Krang. Th- Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who is turtles <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's great because it, krang is actually my favorite villain mm-hmm. um and i was just gonna ask which is your favorite villain not who who's what villain <laughs> but thank you for <laughs> thank you for identifying me as a stomach brain from dimension x uh yeah, I, I always thought Krang is hilarious. Rewatching, um, I'm introducing my eldest uh, son. He's three to um, the 87 cartoon series. Mm-hmm. And he's liking it a lot. But um, rewatching, I'm just like, man, this show is ridiculous. It's like comic book ridiculous, though, like the fun kind of ridiculous. And just every time Krang talks, I'm just like, give that guy an Oscar. He went <laughs> super out of his way to do an amazing voice for this stomach brain that's just like such a a stupid looking i mean yeah it's a comic book again it's a comic book universe so there's ridiculous stuff but yeah he's like he does all the time basically everybody else is like their regular voice right dude okay and voices did you guys know who voiced leonardo no no dude the guy who voices liquid snake no, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. so my my wife and I looked looked up the cast because I like, dude, this is a great voice cast for this cartoon in 1987, and she was like, she was like, yeah, I'm looking up like their filmography or their you know their credits, and she was on Leonardo, and she was like, huh, Metal Gear Solid, Liquid Snake. I was like, <gasps> drop everything. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that that kind of blew my mind and if you listen to it he sounds like the uh when he impersonates snake's master on ps1 uh metal gear solid uh he's like hello this is mcdonald miller he has like a very like straightforward american accent and uh yeah (laughs) that that blew my tiny mind uh but anyways it was it was a great show if if you're listening to this and you've not watched the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. It's it's great. Go watch it. I agree. And actually, I was going to point out one more thing that he has voiced, which I recognized him from. Uh, if you're familiar with the anime Akira, he is Kaneda in the English dub version of the anime that I used to watch oh. when I was a kid. 
Yeah, dude, and Akira. I so I didn't know he was in that until I saw his his credits. But Kaneda is the main character mm-hmm. in Akira. Well, okay. uh, it's yeah, he's one of it. He's the the main right, guy with the yeah. bike. Yeah. Okay, red jacket, red bike. Yep, that you dude, got it. right? Okay. Um, I'd also like to add something to this entire like this uh, discussion about voice cast. Do you guys remember the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Of course. No, I've never heard of it before. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm, you not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, the guy who plays... Dude, is Will Smith Krang? Plays... Because if you say that, I will, I will lose my mind. <laughs> no, but... Um, Sorry, go ahead. So from what, I, from what I've read and researched, apparently the guy who plays Uncle Phil voiced the Shredder right. on the TV show. Oh, Wow. See, so, yeah, I didn't know that. And Shredder, he went all into that like rest. Somebody do an amazing impression of the Shredder right now. I, I can't. I can't either. <laughs> tonight I dine on turtle soup. <laughs> yeah, tonight I dine on turtle soup. It was just yeah, like really back of the throat stuff. Yeah. Oh man, I I just want to end this podcast right now and go watch it. It's it was good. just Uncle Phil with a sore throat. <laughs> <laughs> for like 10 years that that show ran for and they're just like they're just like how 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 often can you be sick um okay so coming back to this though villains so what are you guys favorite villains i already said krang i love that boss fight in the neon riders Absolutely. level um what was your guys favorite villains in this game okay uh so i'd say probably slash for me uh Oh, I love. I hate. Yeah, <laughs> see, and that's that's kind of the point here is that he's the yeah. hardest boss. Absolutely ridiculously hard. He should be the end boss. He should be Shredder. All the mechanics that you have to Dude. do, he should be Shredder because Shredder is way easier than Slash. So just by pure skill alone, uh, to be able to beat Slash, <laughs> and the first couple of times you play him, you don't realize that you have to hit him in the back, and that's the biggest part of it because he'll block every attack that you put towards him, and then he's got this big slash with the sword. So. Uh, you know, degree of difficulty, that guy it just yeah. knocks it out. Um, Slash is such a punk. Every time I get to that, yeah, every time I get to that fight, I'm just like, well, I hope I have like two extra lives because this guy. But then you notice he'll like walk right past you and not turn around, and you're like, okay. But then other times <laughs> he's like extremely brutally hard. Mm-hmm. And I completely agree with you that he should have been the last boss because Super Shredder. It's cool to see Super Shredder right. in this game, and you can actually fight him un- unlike the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> but uh, but that is an easy fight by comparison to Slash. Easy fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Brent? Uh, let's see. Favorite? Um, not in terms of the actual fight itself, but I always liked the Bebop and Rocksteady dressed up in the pirate gear. Definitely. I always thought it, I always thought it was funny that none of the other bosses adopt the attire of the time period that they're in, <laughs> except for those two. That's pretty hilarious when you think about it. Yeah, they're cosplayers. They're just like, yeah, <laughs> like you was want us to put on the pirate costumes, boss. And he's like, yeah, okay, just put them on, whatever. Yeah, that is, that is funny. What about you, <laughs> Coffee Ryan? Um, let's see, favorite boss of mine. I keep going back to Leatherface just because, just simply because the, the level itself is really memorable. So every mm-hmm. time I always think of like either a favorite boss or a favorite level, I always go back to the the train ride one. The, that one's like my favorite level. So Wait, who is the who is the boss at the end of the train? 
it was Leatherface, wasn't it? It was Leatherface. Yeah, the Gator. Leatherhead. That's his name. Leatherface. Is oh, okay. Because I was picturing like the guy from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> and I was like, wasn't he like a giant reptile? It was a Gator, right? Yeah, Cajun Gator. gator. Oh, okay. Cajun Gator. Cajun Gator. Yeah. I, he I doesn't like talk, but does he have an accent? Yeah, he's got a Cajun he accent. I remember it. Oh man. Not in the That's game, ridiculous. of course, because yeah. No, no, no. no, no. So for the record, listeners. It's Leatherhead, not Leatherface. <laughs> so don't, well, that's don't, all right. Don't haste that's, me on Twitter, guys. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, they're, just like, yeah, they're preparing their, their war machines right now. Um, now, it says it's L-head, right? It abbreviates the L. So, yeah. like, playing it, I was like, oh, is it Loggerhead? Is it Lucador head? And it was Leatherhead. So there you go. That solves that solves a mystery for me right there. Mm-hmm. It, w- it was Legator head. Legator, because <laughs> he was French Cajun. Yeah, he's like hey, Legator head. <laughs> As he like, that guy's a piece of cake compared to Slash. Yeah, sure. piece of cake. Yeah, Slash is a monster. Um, all right, so Turtles in Time, we all love it. But what are some other games, uh, other Turtles games that you guys have maybe played or enjoyed? And is this the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game there is? I want to start first. Go ahead. I want to start first because yeah, I'm going to That's all you. Teenage yeah, you raised your hand. That's universal. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. If there was a game that I played more than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, it'd be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. For the, the arcade NES. game. I've okay, played that's that the one that years. starts off with the, the flaming, uh, flaming apartment building, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that game as well. That was like the most memorable scene from that game. Just that that start where you have to go through the burning building, go go through the level, beat up. I think it was Rocksteady. Yeah, it was Rocksteady. Yeah. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, Shredder comes out, kidnaps April, and jumps out of the window. And we're like, oh, this is the greatest way to start a game. And like, when I was like six, seven years old, playing with my best friend sitting beside me, and we we're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> now that one I've played in the arcades and that is a great game. I really like that game. Is it the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game? Beer Ryan. Oh. Um is for me what is the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game? Uh it's 4. I I I have so much uh of a, a nostalgic experience with this one playing with my brother just hours and hours on end and just trying to get faster quicker because I was never good enough to play on hard mode, so it was always normal mode. Try to get it, you know, under 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it was. And we would spend just absolutely hour after hour. And in fact, one of the things that I, when I started to get back into collecting, my brother bought me this game again. Because my parents Aww. sold off all of my Super Nintendo games, but they kept the Super Nintendo, so I don't know how that worked out. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, But my brother, for my birthday, bought me a copy of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, with uh, like a mint copy of the manual as well. So I've got that. Oh, like, that know, is cool. Right. So it was, it that was, is awesome. Definitely. But uh, for that me, is this is just cool. it, the peak it, for my, it, I mean, again, it's a subjective thing, but for my experience, this has always been the best. Right on, right on. What about you, Brent? Uh, I think it, Turtles in Time, I think, is the best Ninja Turtles game. Are, it's not the first one on the NES? <laughs> uh, just by a hair. 
<laughs> the side scroller <laughs> that you, yeah. that no. that you got shellacked for, like, for complaining about like a monster. It's like, not like, that. That's not the worst game, I've dude. Ever the played. your review was like the equivalent of you like running into like a birthday party for like ten year olds and smashing <laughs> the pinata before they could get it to him. Like that was the reaction that that your review got from people. I, I mean, I read it and Turtles. I. Well, no, I read it and I was horrified. I was like, "Is he allowed to say this?" <laughs> like, I've, I've not—I've never even played the game, mind you. But, but okay, so so you think Turtles in Time is is the best one? Now, I do have an ace up my sleeve, and that is a game called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hyperstone Heist. Oh. Oh, which we all know is better than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Four Turtles at a time. I haven't played it, so but it's on the Genesis. Who's played Hyperstone Heist? I watched a speedrun of it. There you go. You've done a speedrun of it. No, I've watched a speedrun. Oh, you've watched a speedrun of it. Well, then forget you. (laughs) What was was watching a speedrun like? That's a short game, right? Yeah, it's pretty short. Five-minute speedrun? Five minutes about... (laughs) I think it was like more than like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, because it has less, uh, like almost half, half the stage the half levels. Yep. Yeah. Man, another good reason to own a Super Nintendo. But, uh, <laughs> but Beer Ryan, <laughs> Beer Ryan you, you have played Hyperstone have. Heist. I have. Okay. So what are some impressions on that comparatively? Uh, you know, it, visually, it looks very similar. Uh, I think mm-hmm. they took the same engine and from, you know, Turtles in Time and made Hyperstone Heist with it. So uh, there isn't a whole lot of difference in that aspect. The music, of course, is through the Genesis chip, which uh, I think depends on your preference. Uh, For me, it's a little tinny, but uh, again, if that's what you grew up with, the music sounds great, but that's the biggest pitfall of the whole thing is that it's just, it's not, not as long and there isn't any, you know, time travel stages to it. It's, it's kind of more just your run of the mill turtles game. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then what are some other Turtles games you guys have, have played? So recently, if you want to get into a diff, quote-unquote different Turtles game, I have played the arcade game for Turtles in Time number four here recently with uh, a buddy of mine, Crunchy Kong from Twitter, actually went down to Alabama, uh, Huntsville, Alabama, and uh, met him and a few other guys at a place uh, called... Oh, crap, what was it? It's um, You know what? Of course, that would escape me the moment I, I want to talk about it, but uh, it was a, uh, like a barcade. And so we pumped in a crap ton of quarters with it. And it's very similar uh, from the turtles in time on the console NES. But one of the biggest differences is the final fight, the, the, the end boss uh, where instead of just one shredder, basically he keeps splitting up into different shredders. So all of a sudden you're not just fighting one guy, you're fighting six, right? Wow. And there's no uh, there's no Technodrome uh, level or Shredder foreground boss fight in the arcade, right? If I remember right, yeah, yeah. Um, which I think that was probably smart of them since the throw mechanic was random in the in the arcade version. Right. Uh, we were talking before we started recording about Reshelled. That was the 3D remake of the arcade version of Turtles in Time by I think it was Ubisoft, right? That's a great question. Yeah, off the top of your head. It was Ubisoft, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that uh, you can't get it anymore. It was on It was on PSN, I want to say, and it was on uh, Xbox. Was that called Live? Um, you can't really get it anymore. I looked for it. 
that was one that I was like, oh, dude, I would be down to play a remake of Turtles in Time. Uh, but apparently it was a little disappointing, though, right? Yeah, this one, it's it's trying to, to create the same perspective that you get from the 2D one. But the problem is they, they kind of really made it into a more of a 3D one. Uh, so mm-hmm. it doesn't feel the same way. And the, the problem that you ran into with the kind of the hit detection from uh, the NE, or Super Nintendo version is just exacerbated on this one. Uh, so you're you're finally you find yourself kind of meandering throughout the the stage trying to to get to enemies in the right you know plane and it's it it's tough to do that so yeah yeah um it seems like a lot of turtles games are really side scrollers uh side scroller beat them up and there's that side scrolling platformer mm-hmm. but there is the uh tournament fighting game which uh um which I've only played a little bit of um, but you were telling us how you can kind of cheese your way through that. Just oh by, yeah, just by <laughs> tossing opponents. Well, there's two versions of it. There's well, take it back. There's three. There's one on the Genesis. There's one on the Super Nintendo. Those two are fine. Those are just your standard fighting games, right? Um, are they the best ga- fighting games out there? Absolutely not. They they pale in comparison to you know your Street Fighters and your Mortal Kombat's. But the yeah. one on Nintendo NES. This was one of the last games uh, officially released for the Nintendo, which is why if you want a copy of it today, it's you know north of a hundred bucks. Uh, mm. It's basically they just tried to dumb down uh, a version of tournament fighters onto the NES so much so that even some of the you know the visuals to it, so the the logo for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is pixelated. You can see clearly with turtles, but Teenage Mutant Ninja is just a, a garbled mechsel, you know, of pixels just sitting there. For you. Oh, wow. So right, and it's it's cheesy in the sense that I found after playing it for you know not more than thirty minutes, all you really need to do is just crash into every opponent and then toss them and just keep you know spamming that attack back and forth, back and forth, and you can do that with every single person that you fight, including Shredder. Wow. wow. Yep. Wow. Well, I will not be playing that game anytime soon. <laughs> um, looking at a list of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games, there are quite a few video games. Um, a lot in the early 2000s. Um, the most recent one looks like, well, the most recent dedicated one uh, was TMNT Legends in 2016. It uh, looks like it was a mobile game. And then there was Mutants in Manhattan in 2016 on ps4 ps3 xbox one 360 and windows um but i have not played a new tmnt game um have you guys played much of these other ones no i'll go first i have um (laughs) yeah uh with the uh uh, teenage ninja turtles uh was for the game boy pants so they had like they had a couple of them Uh, i think it was the second title for it it was more like um, it was like yeah, it was a platformer, but they had they had a lot of stealth mechanics. So it was like kind of like Metal Gear, but with with Ninja Turtles, if that makes sense. I thought uh, I thought so it was pretty fun. That was it. Uh, TMNT Two Battle Nexus. That's the one. Yeah, that must have been it. Okay. Yeah, I've never even heard of that until like this moment. Yeah, yeah. You haven't either, Brent. You're shaking your head. Nope. No, I have not. Yeah. Uh, the is, ship. No, sorry. Go ahead. This was part of the, um, I guess the, the previously new, uh, like a kind of a remake version of the TMNT series that aired between okay. I think 2000 and 2000. 
I would say seven. Arguably, it was mm-hmm. a great. It was that was a great run for the Ninja Turtles because it went it went right back to the comic book sources and like, okay. expanded upon that. So it was my by far my favorite version of the Ninja Turtles and the one I okay. have the most memories of. So hmm. wow, wow, yeah, I, I'm just shocked that there's this many other games and I have not played them, <laughs> but. These other Ninja Turtle games, so I think I think it's time for another Ninja Turtles game, but one that is as as beloved uh, a modern classic as um, Turtles in Time itself is a classic. So to put that question to you guys, Konami calls you. It's at the middle of the night. You're you're sweating. You have just your boxers on. And Konami calls, <laughs> and they ask you, "We're gonna make the next TMNT game. What kind of game are you gonna make with us? Because we want you to be in charge of it." So I was actually thinking about this earlier already. I oh, didn't good. know you. Were, I didn't know you were gonna ask this, but I was just thinking about it anyway. I'm not sure. It depends, I guess. It, I, I think if you wanted to stay with the beat 'em up kind of genre style i think you could do a cool uh ninja turtles version of like ultimate alliance like that kind of game but with ninja turtles and in the ninja turtles world and also better than those games but (laughs) (laughs) fuller i should say than those games but i think that would be a good way to go if you wanted to stay with the beat-em-up uh if you if you didn't necessarily want to i think then a cool you know, uh, Coffee Ryan mentioned uh, Metal Gear side-scrolling for Game Boy game. But kind of like, a, especially <laughs> if you could do multiplayer, like a multiplayer stealth element, kind of almost, in my head, I'm picturing like Tenchu, but multi- multiplayer. That would be Like really emphasize cool. the ninja. Okay, so what if you had like an Arkham-style thing? I thought uh, about I, that earlier too, Turtles, but then I didn't say it because I haven't played Arkham, so I didn't uh, want to say it. And then it well, sounded. I will say it. You'd be for like, you. "What are you thinking?" Yeah, <laughs> you uh, moron. Yeah. What have you okay. even played that game? I, no, I, yeah. no, I haven't. Okay, you know Batman's a ninja, right? I mean, straight up ninja, <laughs> just with a bat motif. Plus, um, they met in the comics. Yes. Um, okay. Apparently, there's there's three crossovers. One of them is on the way, but I know for sure that DC put out a Batman and TMNT crossover book, which came highly recommended to me, and I did not buy it because I was super skeptical. And now <laughs> I, that curiosity eats away at my soul. But, uh, but with the Arkham games, I think you could really do, you could really emphasize the ninja part of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and not like just the teenage rambunctiousness. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had sort of like a tag team stealth kind of a game they played around a little bit uh with ideas of tag teaming and stealth in arkham um especially in night where you had to tag team areas with uh like nightwing i think it was or uh or tim but doing that with four different turtles that each had different equipment and different uh move sets could be really interesting sort of like a puzzle stealth action title um so I think that would be just to piggyback on your thing because that's not my idea, but <laughs> but we'll we'll say it was your idea. Either. I've, we can I've share credit Arkansas. if someone will just make it. Okay, Konami, <laughs> if you're listening, 
give us shared credit. Okay, Beer Ryan, <laughs> what what kind of game would you make? So I was thinking first when you asked me this, like a VR game would be, I think, kind of cool. Ooh. But for one, it gives you headaches. And two, I was just thinking like the flipping mechanics and that kind of stuff. Unless you're Dude, really fit. <laughs> right. You're, unless you're really fit, that's probably not going to work out for you. Yeah. So, I mean, outside of the ones that we've already suggested here, I'd say, you know, maybe, maybe an action-style RPG. Uh, you know, that something cool. where... You can gain levels and you know do new and interesting moves uh, as you go along with it. So, uh, kind of similar to what we're seeing from like Final Fantasy 15 right now, where I mean, yeah, you're not doing magic, but maybe there's some other ninja thing like you can you know compass shurikens in there, um, you know, something to, to add to it. But uh, I think it would be kind of cool. Uh, definitely yeah. spend you know uh, 90 hours plus as I always do with rpgs in a, in a turtles rpg so i think it'd be fun yeah i would definitely i would i would play that for sure what about you coffee ryan okay this is good you want to be last because now i have ideas from all you guys <laughs> you want to you want to be last <laughs> no, just well kidding. I, okay go ahead go ahead because uh, i was going to be last <laughs> oh okay well, i mean you kind of ripped off of everyone else right there. I, anyway. I know I did. That's the um, benefit of being the host. So, okay, here, here's, okay, guys, here's, here's my pitch. Here's my pitch. Okay. After reading Brent's um, review on TMNT 1 for the NES, I thought, you know what? Why don't we expound, why don't we kind of expand on that a little bit? Do like kind of a Metal Gear-esque game, right? Where you, uh, you play as all four, but each of them, again, have their own strengths and weaknesses and stuff like that. And then, like, add some, like, add, like, a tactical, um, kind of King of the Hill, or, um, is that what, King of the Hill, Capture the Flag, or something, some sort of mode where you have to, like, capture territory and stuff like that. You have to, you go into, like, say, like, one of Shredder's bases, or one of Purple Dragons, that's another comic reference, you have to go in one of their bases, take that over, and claim that as, like, one of your hideouts or something like that, but you have to do it, like, you know, with, like, crazy ninja styles and stuff like that. You have, like, all kinds of special weapons, like ninja stars, like, traps, um, all kinds of all kinds of stuff. And, like, really make it, like, a really cool stealth, but, like, capture the flag or capture territory kind of game. That's my, that's what I envision. I think that would be a really I cool would game. also, I would also definitely play that. Yeah, I would I think play that game. the time is right. So here's my idea. It comes with a title, okay? Oh, but but bear with me. <laughs> but bear with me. I'm like, I'm ready for this Konami. Call me. Um, okay. They call you, and then you say that, and then they go, "Oh, here we go." And they hang up. Yeah, <laughs> I was just a fan. Um, okay, so RPG, um, not necessarily action RPG, although you could go that route. I like. I think that that's that's totally a viable route. Another viable route would be. Take the really turn-based, story-driven, emphasize that dialogue there uh, thing where they're exploring all different realms of time. Okay, so you could reference all sorts of things, and you can call this Quadropath Turtle. I was like, dude, I would play this thing so <laughs> instead of Octopath Traveler. Oh, yeah. no. Quadropath, oh. Quadropath see, Turdler. Quadropath Turdler is what it would be. Uh, but but you could totally make it like have this uh, like a Paper Mario 
cartoonish aesthetic, right? Since they went, went they went for that that pixelated route with Octopath Traveler, and people liked Octopath Traveler. I mean, it's not a perfect game, and there's some beefs with it, but for the most part, it seemed like it was fairly well received. Um, but in this particular RPG, you have to choose at the start of the game which of the four turtles you're going to start as, and then you have to find the other three. So an emphasis in the story of this game is brotherhood, obviously, but figuring out how to survive without your family as well. (laughs) And so you can branch off in sort of this open world turn-based RPG to try and find, you know, whatever the other three turtles are that you didn't pick. And you can what were really you gonna sound, say? You can really use like some of the lore from the comic books to to get you know kind of use that as a base because there have been a couple stories where you know the turtles sometimes they split up and they get back together after a while and that could be a really good base uh, a really good basis for a story of that kind of caliber. Heck yeah, man! And they could meet all kind of other, like all kinds of other characters. You know, they could meet all the villains. Obviously, they could hook up with like Yojimbo could be an NPC. There could be all kinds of like Casey Jones, all these other people in there from various different eras. I don't know how you'd make it, but that's my idea, um, and I I think they should do it. I play that. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. How about GTA TMNT and you drive the turtle van around? <laughs> yes. Yes. The so sooner awesome. we can forget about the turtle van, the better. But the <laughs> later the you get the blimp. The greatest. Right? The turtle yeah, van the is blimp the was cool. Okay, the turtle van, I will die on this hill. The turtle van is super lame. No. It, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It literally says, if you look at the front of the turtle van, it literally says the word turtles on the front of this <laughs> turtle themed van. It is a van that resembles a turtle, and they needed to put the word turtles on the front of it in case somebody logo? has the same van. And this, keep in mind, they're supposed to be like incognito vigilantes, like, and they're driving around a broad daylight with a van <laughs> that's themed after themselves. It's yellow it, and dumb. green. Yeah, it's the dumbest thing in the world. Like, so the blimp, the blimp. Okay, a blimp is like a little mysterious. You can't just like walk up to the window. But I was like, what happens if they get pulled over in the turtle van? License and registration. (laughs) Oh, sorry, we're teenagers, minors, and we happen to be anthropomorphic turtles. So, yeah, they just throw pizzas back onto the police windshield and take off. Bro, they don't have like an infinite selection of pizzas. Dude, and it, okay, and this is something I didn't remember. In the cartoon, and this will kind of bring us into the next section. In the cartoon in 1987, they ate weird versions of pizza. Do you guys remember that? They didn't just eat like, like pepperoni with weird and toppings. cheese. Yeah, yeah like- they had like breakfast pizza where they're pouring like cocoa puffs on it. And I was like, whoa, like. Is this the mutant part of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Because that's <laughs> straight gross, dude. <laughs> like, I lost a few respect points for them at that point. But um, but yeah, that kind of takes us into briefly other Turtles media. So we talked about Turtles games. What's your guys' favorite piece of other Turtles media? Uh, Coffee, Ryan, we'll start with you. Uh, I think I already mentioned this earlier. In, in you the did, cast, but yeah, but, yeah for I'll, fairness, I'll, I'll reiterate. It's the <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> again. It's the, uh, the I think the series that started from 2000 up until 2006. Um, this, the art style is like really. It reminded me a lot about like comic books, but it had a, like a more modern flair. The storylines were much more mature, but also like fantastical. Like in in one season, uh, the turtles had to uh, rescue their master Splinter. 
from the Utron, which are like, you guys know, like the the, uh, the stomach alien crane. They're an actual like alien species and stuff like that. Anyway, I won't go too much into it, but for some reason they break into this lab, they find their master, everything's going to go well, and then all of a sudden they get transported into space and into a, a, into a different planet where they have to kind of battle like a whole bunch of aliens. It was, like, it was ridiculous, but at the same time, too, it was so great. And they did a lot of... That's comic character. books. Yeah, but it was like they yeah. did a lot of characterization. Like they really went deep with, with each of the turtles and you know, really examined their characters about it, too. It's, it's a great series. It's also based so this on was Battle a, <laughs> This was the Nickelodeon show? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, it, yeah, was the, okay. it wasn't the Nickelodeon show. It was... Um, it was prior to when Nickelodeon purchased the rights to um, mm, to the Ninja okay. Turtles, so I don't know. Okay. If, I don't. I don't know if it was like Fox or uh, you know. I hmm. look that You'll up, have but... to send me a link later because I'll check that out. Eventually. Yeah, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll send you a link. Okay. What about you, Brent? I know uh... for sure it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Two: The Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than out of, out of the Shadows was. Oh god! Uh, Out of the shadows—is that the first Michael Bay one? No, the second one. Oh, that's the second one. Okay. Yeah, Ugh. I don't remember those too well. It is garbage. It's <laughs> it's so poorly written. The storytelling is, and dialogue is just so bad. Okay, now after you go through all this spiel on Michael Bay's film, watch like beer beer mages <laughs> beer ryan's like he's like okay so my favorite piece of turtle media is out of the shadows <laughs> spoilers but yeah go ahead go ahead rant away uh, brent sorry if it is ryan i really hope not i'm sure you have better taste than that um uh i would say <clears throat> growing up i was a, a massive fan of the cartoon series the original 87 i haven't seen it in a really long time so probably currently i would have to say the first the 1990 movie the first one great it's just great it's great great great, great. It. it's so much like tim burton's batman 89 so mm-hmm. much like that movie mm-hmm. i'm just like if it just had batman in it it would literally be a batman movie I mean, there's it's it's grounded, it's realistic, it's gritty, it's dark. I love the cinematography. There's so much masked in shadows in it, and that that shadow masking makes shadow masking. I think that's a term for something else, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Masking the turtles and all these shadows themselves, uh, they looked that much cooler. Um, by the time you get to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three and or two and three, where you're seeing them in like broad daylight. I'm like, man, these costumes, they're already a step down from the production value of the first film, but they look worse in in full light. They look the first. The first movie is absolutely the way they should look if they're not drawn. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, was it Brian Henson? I watched the credits closely. Brian Henson worked on it, and uh, Jim Henson's Creature Shop um, yeah. worked on it, which, yeah, like they were the masters of, of physical effects and the animatronics on those things just look really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about you beer Ryan? So, uh, I would have said, uh, the first turtles movie, cause I just have so much nostalgia for that one. Uh, I it's love a great that. Film. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, looking back, I was a huge fan of turtles too. 
when it came out, and I've watched it recently, and I gotta agree, that is a garbage film. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad, right? Yeah, I, right. I recently watched it too. Right? I was. Not... I think when I was a kid, I liked it because I, I thought, like, you know what? I could be like Kino. I could, you know, I could hang out with the turtles, <laughs> right? Yeah. And because I guess at that time I wasn't uh, necessarily, uh, you know, finding my way to being, uh, you know, was it Cage? What's his name? Um, they're uh, crap. What's his name? It's the guy that that they hang out with in the first one. Oh, uh, Casey Jones. Casey Jones. There we go. Yeah. Casey Jones. I wasn't, you know, Casey Jones wasn't resonating with me. But no, uh, yeah. you know. I so hate I guess that character in the first film. I, if I had, worst, worst oh, and part. you know what? You're right because it's he's comic relief, but he's not funny, right? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, if I had to pick a media, I guess I would probably say the original comic books. If you go back, the Eastman and Laird, yes. uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics, those are really well done. There's decent storytelling to them. And if you look at the original ones, they're all in black and white. So mm-hmm. a lot of it is you, up to your imagination, which I got to say, uh, with these turtles, because they're so different, it's not your typical superheroes. It, it kind of lends to that because you're mm-hmm. the one who's filling in those spaces. And the dialogue's pretty good. Uh, the only problem is is finding an original copy of these right now is ridiculous. I searched for you know probably two years uh, to find an original pressing of it because the original one uh, is is outrageous. The, they have like a second one that they came out with like a year later, so they redid the series. Uh, those ones are still north of fifty bucks just wow. for just for a copy oh. of them. So, I mean, granted, in the comic book realm, that's not a extremely expensive I mean, you could spend millions of dollars on comics but for me yeah. with my humble budget <laughs> yeah well it's like you're never gonna buy action comics one for like 2.5 million dollars but yeah a 50 dollar comic book is kind of hard to justify right. <laughs> that right. amount of money teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 secret of the ooze was also my favorite when i was a kid too mm. um and it was specifically because it had legit super villains in it like you had Shredder and then you had Toka and Razor in it. And I was like, man, it is awesome to see like like fantasy monsters like fighting. And then rewatching it, I was like, I don't remember them fighting with like vanilla ice in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and like a nightclub. Uh, I re- remember Shred- Super Shredder being a heck of a lot cooler when I was a kid. I was just like, <gasps> and then like it's super anticlimactic when you watch it as an adult. You're like, oh, it didn't even like throw a a punch at him guys. But uh, Brent, you have a fairly controversial um, perspective on the original, the OG trilogy. uh, And that I wanted to capture for posterity on, on audio. So that (laughs) I should have known you'd bring this up. Of course, long (laughs) after we're all dead, people will still remember you as that, (laughs) that guy who (laughs) thinks Ninja Turtles three is better than Ninja Turtles two. That's me. Screw you, man. <laughs> this guy. Okay, why though? Why? Because I watched these and I was like, dude, the third movie is. I wanted to turn it off. I was like, this there, is so there boring. are a lot of things about it that are terrible. The worst thing about the third movie is the googly eyes on the turtles. Oh. What is going on with their eyes? <laughs> the They're just talking, and the terrible. eyes are just looking in every direction Gosh. for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, everything yeah, about the costumes. third movie. Uh, the the time traveling uh, royal guards that it keeps jumping back to with Casey Jones, and they're just like, <laughs> look, kids, they're like playing friggin' hockey by like beating each other up. And I'm like, I don't yeah. care. 
There's more, no super more villains. Comi- more in comic it. relief after it didn't work the first time. Yeah, <laughs> smart, smart move. There's no super villains in it. The 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 guy who's selling firearms is super boring. Um, I could, I, yeah, I zoned out hardcore when I was. I think that. that he's as boring as Shredder is in the second movie, except he has better and more motivation. He's actually more evil to me than Shredder in the second movie is. I mean, <laughs> I I could see that point. But he doesn't look as cool as Shredder in the second movie. No, that's that's true. I'll agree Definitely. with that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, yeah, I mean, Shredder <laughs> in the second movie, you remember he gets his helmet back. First of all, how did he survive uh, being Getting crushed in a yeah, garbage being truck? straight up yeah. murdered by Casey Jones in the first movie. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, nobody's going to arrest him for just like just murdering this guy. But no. um, yeah. And I was like, well, how did he survive that? Anyways, then he gets his helmet. And he sharpens like the saw teeth into the edges. He puts of it. more on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, now you look ridiculous. I mean, before you you looked a little ridiculous because it's this. He's kind of a slight man, that actor, and you could tell they put on like these huge shoulder pads. It was the eighties, but he looks like he's <laughs> he looks like he's swimming in that costume. Really does. And then by the time you get to the second movie, yeah, it looks a little looks a little strange. But I hated in the second movie that they ignore the whole ninja being invisible. Like when Keto goes over to April's apartment and uh, yeah. the turtle's foot's just sticking out under that wall thing. What is that? In the first movie, they disappear in literally two seconds when her boss comes over. Yes. yes. That was cool. That was such a cool scene. <laughs> and, then in the, and then in the second one, they can't even hide behind a wall. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got a question for you guys. All right. How much... Does a teenage mutant ninja turtle weigh? Beer Ryan. All right, so fifteen years old, they're about five one, I think, if I remember right. So, yeah, they're a little short. Right, rough order of magnitude. I'm going to say 136 pounds. Really, 136. <laughs> okay, Brent. Ooh, man, I would say more than that. I, for some reason in my head, I assume that their shell is heavy. Ah. And I'm an idiot, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So it say, might not say, be. I don't know anything about turtles. <laughs> <laughs> like, how much does a turtle weigh, and then multiply it by their size, right? Or however math works. But uh, well, once you guys say your numbers, I have an argument for either side. Okay, oh. so so what what would you say? Okay, then, I, I'd I'd probably say more like one fifty. Okay. What about you? Uh, I almost said beer, Ryan. These the drinks thing is screwing me up. <laughs> Coffee, Ryan. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, well, if I have to go with the scientific analysis of this, which I'm not going to go into because this this will take literally more than an hour or so. But long story short, I'm going to estimate about 175 pounds. Okay, and you are an engineer, mm-hmm. right? Just keep in mind that was the analysis thing that you're talking about. Okay, I'm going to be the guy that's going to say upwards of 300. Okay, and here's my reasoning: Airplane. the shell, the shell that is a human-sized turtle shell. One Tor- tortoises we know weigh a heck of a lot, right? Um, but this is like even bigger than a tortoise. Two, their musculature is extremely exaggerated. So in order to justify having that much musculature in their arms and legs, I think they're just really strong in order to do like flying kicks. And, and weighing as much as they do. You never really see too many depictions of them being lean. On the other hand, they do a lot of flying kicks. 
And it doesn't seem as if they're that muscular to compensate for that. So I could see the the 150, the ninja argument, essentially, like in the first movie, that they could disappear almost instantly. Seems like you would have to weigh not that much in order to do that. Um, but if you're weighing upwards of 300 pounds, that'd be a lot harder. So I don't know. I would like to know the official answer. How much does a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle weigh? I don't know if we'll ever get that. Uh, <laughs> is the creator of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles still with us? I think Eastman and Laird are still with us. Yeah, they're still there, Okay. Well, sir, if you're listening, <laughs> can you please, please email me because I got to know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we barely commented on the Michael Bay films, but you know what? Screw the Michael Bay films. Let's take some, let's take some listener. I wanted to see Krang so bad, okay? And I saw Krang, and I still like him better in the '87 cartoon. <laughs> um, but let's take some listener. Comments. They did better with Krang than they did with Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh, I forgot they were in that movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that, that tells you something. Yeah. Well, Krang, Krang, I think is better when he doesn't look re- super realistic. I mean, I just think like, just accept he just looks like a a bubble gum, you know, that somebody chewed <laughs> up and spit at. Like, he doesn't have to look like a friggin'. I was I was glad that they got the voice for him. Was fine. I was fine with that. Did I see? I don't remember how it sounds like. Now I'm gonna have to rewatch it. Dang it! It, it sounded the... like someone doing an impression of the cartoon. Oh, okay. All right. Does he at one point scream turtles like as loud as he can? Because I don't <laughs> think so. Ah, man, missed opportunity. Okay, this is from at Fritztalgia on Twitter. My favorite turtles game of all time, pun intended. Fedora tip to you, sir. Pretty sure comparing versions such as remakes and Hyperstone Heist are bound to be asked. So I'll just ask one thing: Did the difficulty spike too much on hard on the first Shredder boss? You had to throw blocking footsies. I've never played hard mode. Anybody play hard mode? Nope. Yeah. Uh, so you know the guys that naturally block you right away. It's almost like they got yeah. like a little thing in there. Uh, that's them. all the the foot soldiers. That's the only ones you get in hard mode <laughs> when you're throwing uh, them at the screen. So that's what you run into. So uh, and naturally, if you don't know the throwing mechanic, it's impossible. Right. Wow. Uh, so all you're basically doing is just you know dashing into guys, banging into them, and throwing them. So. Yeah, it's difficult, but I think as you found by playing and throwing every character, eventually you just it becomes second nature. It's a lot easier. Wow. Yeah, I'm never playing hard mode now. Just found, <laughs> out, just found out I'm never playing hard mode. This is from at Jimmy Ramon, greatest TMNT game ever and arguably the best beat-em-up released on the Super Nintendo. Uh, this is from Ad Ancient Dungeon. TMNT 4 was one of the first beat-em-ups to not actually hate the player. Almost everyone before this, if you misjudged your placement a hair, one of two things would happen. A, you would completely miss despite being right there, while the bad guy was under no such rule. B, Lord help you if you tried to move the two centimeters to correct yourself, because you were lucky if they just hit you once, not a full combo. Okay, we kind of touched on that a little bit. Here's an actual mm-hmm. question. This is from uh, at Aros Elric. Going into it, were there any bosses that you guys were unfamiliar with? Which time era was your favorite? I don't think we asked that question. Uh, Brent, which time era was your favorite? Ooh. Um, 
probably the pirate ship. Okay. And Beer Ryan? I'm going to go with the uh, Neon Knight Riders. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite, too, so spoilers. <laughs> and Coffee <laughs> Ryan? Uh, the Train. The Train. Hey, two train, two neon. Um, oh, you, did you say pirate ship or train? No, it's pirate ship. I, I said pirate ship. You said pirate ship. Okay. Yeah. I was correct myself before I look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is from Playjack Sayback. Arcade versus SNES versus 360 remake. Which level bosses did you prefer? Some bosses were swapped for each version. In the arcade, you had Cement Man. In the SNES, you had Slash. In the 360, you had Muck Man. Uh, similar question is, are in the arcades, Toka and Razor and the SNES, Bebop and Rocksteady? Um, I, I've never played the the arcade version, but so they had different bosses, right? Right, um, yep. So what was your boss preference, I think, is what he's asking. Uh, we'll go Beer Ryan. I like the fact that uh, the Shredder battle at the end was multiple Shredders and a little bit more difficult because it's intended to be a quarter muncher. Right, yeah, right. Uh, even with the loss of Slash, though, you'd be okay with that. Uh, you know what? <laughs> now you made it tough. You made it tough. <laughs> well, in a perfect world, you would have Slash and multiplying Shredders. Um, maybe someday we'll get that game. Multiplying Slashes. Yeah, multiplying Slashes. Do not. My heart just stopped for a second. I was like, he couldn't mean that. Not truly. Okay, Coffee still... Ryan. Um. Uh, I mean, I, I have played the, uh, the arcade version. I've never beaten it, so I'm just going to say Super Nintendo is just perfect, perfect for me. So. Okay, and what it. about you, Brent? Uh, I'll say Super Nintendo. Also, I like there's there's more of the the classics. Cement Man is not classic to me. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know who that is. Me neither. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. This is from the Arcade Castle. What is each person's top uh, four-player beat-em-up? And they list Turtles in Time, Simpsons, X-Men, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, Gauntlet, Golden Age, etc. Also, how many pizzas and what is each mage's favorite topping? Okay, so kind of a multi-question here, friends. Uh, your, your favorite four-player beat-em-up and what is your favorite pizza topping? We'll go Coffee Ryan. Okay, so this, is a little, this might be a little bit controversial. But uh, my favorite, my favorite four player beat 'em up would have to be Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, there's a, never there's played a four, it. There is a four player version of that. It's actually, it's actually well done. It's like really retro, really old school. The map screen is analogous to Super Mario Bros. Super Mario Brothers 3's map screen. So they took a lot of references from like old school video games and put it into this. Kind of like this homage to retro beat 'em up uh, video games. So, hmm. and it's based hmm. off of the comic book Scott Pilgrim, uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, or well, the movie Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which is based off a comic book. But anyway, okay. <laughs> well, there you go, Brent. Uh, I would probably say Turtles in Time is my favorite four-player beat 'em up. Well, actually, well, there you go, uh, Beer Ryan. Uh, I'm going to go with four people playing the six-person X-Men arcade. Nice. <laughs> I really love that game. And I snagged it on uh, on PSN for the PS3 uh, before they took it down from the network. And that is a really, really fun game to play. I love that game a lot. But I think mine, 
probably going to give the edge to the Simpsons uh, beat em up. I've just played that game to death. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, oh, and your favorite pizza toppings. I'm sorry. Favorite pizza toppings. Coffee, Ryan. Oh, oh coffee. Uh, no, coffee. <laughs> you can't put coffee in pizza. Are you nuts? <laughs> what, are you nuts? Yes, you can. I had it just <laughs> earlier today. <laughs> uh, so favorite topping. Pineapple. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, how dare you? There was going to be a fight if you said pineapple. <laughs> oh, that was yeah, so, only that was Hawaiians so can say pineapple. Yeah, only Hawaiians. <laughs> I thought we had this talk. How dare you? <laughs> okay, while he's laughing, Brent, your favorite pizza topping. Uh, pepperoni, no pepperoni. question. Pepperoni, yeah, terrible. Uh, I don't even like pizza, really, and we've had this discussion. I don't even like pizza. Oh, that's the end much. of the podcast, everyone. Thank <laughs> you so much. Okay, beer, Ryan. Is it beer? That's your favorite pizza topping? <laughs> Again, I don't know if you can put beer on it. I mean, you can, like, swap it out, like, sip and eat, sip no, and no, eat. No, no, but... no. You guys, you guys, you just shape the pizza into a bowl, right? So you have, like, a bowl-shaped pan. Cook it like that. And you pour the beer. You're going to do this tonight, I bet you. You can put the beer inside of it, and then you drink while you eat. Use beer cheese. Bad. Ah, there you there go. You okay, now you have to try that and let the world know how it is. <laughs> I'll do it. But your actual pizza topping, though, is? Uh, I like Supreme, so peppers, mushrooms, pepperoni. There you go. Does that have olives on it, too? Uh, depends, but uh, I prefer yeah. not olives. But, okay, uh, good man. Olives make me puke just every time I think about it i love olives though yeah well you Yuck. we skipped your turn for a reason now what, what, what was your pizza topping okay uh coffee ryan what was your what was your pizza topping okay um a little this one's gonna be a little bit weird but you ever had tangerine chicken on pizza before tangerine okay. chicken tandoori chicken like oh, tandoori indian tandoori chicken i thought he said tangerine no, i was no, like what the tangerine. heck is tangerine tandoori look tandoori no, chicken Listen, okay. I know everyone can't really see me on this, but I'm brown. I'm Guyanese. I'm, you know, from, like, my ancestors are from India, and we love Indian food. So, if you ever had tandoori chicken on a pizza, oh, God, it's blessed. It's so good. Wow. <laughs> it's like the I right gotta... kind of spice, <laughs> but with cheese. So good. I, I got to try that. Because I actually do, I like, um, like, Alfredo sauce pizzas. I don't really care for marinara that much. Mm-hmm. So, like, a chicken artichoke pizza... Like a Blaze Pizza here in Cali is uh, is pretty boss, but um, we spent an inordinate amount of time talking about pizza. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, not this, for not for a Ninja Turtles, not for a Ninja Turtles don't. podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from TC Throwers. I get all nostalgic when thinking about the Friday nights when my friends and I combined renting Turtles in Time, having Pizza Hut, drinking Pepsi till late night. Than watching a good early '90s horror movie like the the people under the stairs, I got a tinge of nostalgia just reading that. Uh, which turtle did you use? This is from Wraith Morn because of how good you were with the character, but wasn't really your favorite brother. We kind of talked about that earlier. Thanks for the question. Uh, mm-hmm. This is from Namscar. This has got to be one of the best co-op games. The amount of hours I spent with my brother and cousin. Heck, even the little can play. Not sure what he means there. Give give me Leo or Mikey or I'm spending my quarters elsewhere. <laughs> Good choice. Okay, a couple last ones here. 
<laughs> cardiac drop. Hero Turtles has Mikey pretty triggered. And there's that familiar gif that we all know. We talked about Hero Turtles. That's an abomination to <laughs> Americans. Uh, and, and Canada, okay. Uh, Coffee Ryan, you're in, up in Canada, right? Yes. Okay, what's your address? No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, you almost, you gonna, almost fell for it. it off. <laughs> so bad. Like, yeah, no. What's your social security number? Or if you guys didn't have that. Okay, it is, it is Ninja Turtles up in Canada too, right? Ninjas, yes. Okay, all right. Don't move to we may we may be a part of the British Commonwealth, but we're not that British. So we're not that British. Okay, uh, <laughs> this is from Jarrett ninety one twenty one. It is a very good beat 'em up, and the SNES version is one of my go to games. The music is incredible, and there's a great amount of charm. Gotta agree. Uh, this is from Seth Trav. This game brought my family together. The game helped bridge the borders between generations and spark the great debate of which turtle is best. By the way, it's Raph. Uh. Well, you know, uh, take it outside. Catch me outside. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Who else? Oh, yeah, they were talking about the no ninjas in Europe. And there's a the guy from, yeah, Germany had his uh, talking about Mikey having his nunchakos removed for a, a grappling hook. That is weird. Uh, Blue Writer's View asked, which is your favorite turtle and why is it Raph? Why does Raph? No. No, it's not. Um, let's see. Any final questions on here? Why don't you like Raph? You know what? Because he's a cool but rude guy. Okay? And I, I prefer a little etiquette with my turtles. Nerd. Uh, <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> C. Cesarano still holds up. Played it constantly with my brother when we were kids. It wasn't until Halo Combat evolved that we found a co-op game that understood two-player fun as much. We got good enough that hard was no challenge, though. Whew, that is quite Ooh. the boast right there. Uh, like the slight differences between the turtles. I agree. I think that's that's great stuff. Um, last one here we'll, we'll read. This is from Scott's Gamer Geek. My cousin Martin would come over to my house to join me playing this excellent Turtles game. It must have been good because he had a Sega Genesis at the time. Uh, all of these, reading all of these remind me that I really miss uh, local couch co-op games. Right. Um, they still make them now and then, but I miss just being able to hang out with friends every afternoon. Probably a good way to end this podcast is just dwelling a little bit on the nostalgia of it all. I mean, I'm sure we've mentioned a few stories here and there. I'm sure you guys have played with brothers or siblings or friends when you were kids. You know, I remember playing this game until the wee hours of the morning at my friend's house. And there's not a form of multiplayer today online. That is exactly like that, where you can just hang out and be with somebody, have their human presence there and talk about anything, not have to worry about, you know, Skype or Discord or texting or voice chat or whatever. Uh, and you could just hang out. Um, I don't know that there'll ever be another way to play games quite like that in the future. Especially not for us. We're adults now. And I guess this is turning out to be a little depressing. <laughs> so Beer Mage, say something hopeful, man. Say something hopeful. So I think that this is a classic example of a game that can be done well. And you know what? That doesn't mean that you can't go back and play this with friends. I played this go. with my wife a few days ago, and we had a great time. Awesome. So 
find people that are uh, as cool as you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I'm able to have people come over and hang out for a barbecue or for a weekend or whatever, uh, Brent came and visited me. That was a lot of fun. And we played some co-op with Smash Brothers right there on the couch. Super fun. That's what oh, I really love about gaming is is having some co-op experiences. <clears throat> so thank you guys for being on this podcast. I don't think – do we want to add anything else to that? We touched on a Cowabunga. lot of toys. Cowabunga. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. I have one uh, thing. Okay. Um, I know we didn't really touch upon the music much. Um, mm-hmm. but prior to me going, prior to me, like, you know, being a guest on the, on today's show, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with OC Remix, Overclock Remix, by any chance. Yeah. I'm sure some of you guys are here and there. So I've been binging the, the, um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for, uh, Remix soundtrack. It's called Shell Shock. Mm. It's just pure, unadulterated, like, rock, heavy metal, um, um, comp- like uh, compilations of the original music from TMNT4 and Hyperstone Heist, and it's mm. just fantastic. Yeah, it's like headbangingly fantastic. Go check it out. If any of yeah. you guys are listening, go OC Remix, go look up Shellshock, listen to that. If you are a fan of the original music of the game, you will enjoy this. Guaranteed. I, I like OC I Remixes, my... they're good. Yeah. I put my stamp of coffee on it if I had a stamp, stamp of coffee. But. Stamp of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember one last thing, and and Beer Ryan was probably like, "Oh, he forgot about it." Thank God. But <laughs> do you guys want to sing the, <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles awesome? theme song? Four way harmony. I will be bass now. <laughs> okay, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna pull up the lyrics. Okay. Pull up the lyrics. Yeah, we're gonna pull it up. We'll do it next week. Does anybody remember all the lyrics? I think I do. I just I watched so. it I recently. Think I do. <laughs> theme song was the theme song was written by the guy who created Three and a Half Men. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. I had no idea. Chuck Lorre. Got it. Okay, so here's here's what we need to do. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to start. I'm going to start. Okay. And then, and then Brent, you're going to have the line. <laughs> you're going to have the, line. <laughs> you're going to have the line. They're the world's most fearsome fighting team. Okay. All right. And then, and then beer, Ryan, you're going to have their heroes in the half shell and they're green. Okay. So Brent beer, Ryan, and then coffee, Ryan, you're going to say, when the evil shredder attacks, these turtle boys don't cut him no slack. Okay. Okay, ready? Teenage Wait, which one am I going to? <laughs> 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 oh, my gosh. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're going to be, they're the world's most fearsome fighting team, Brent, followed by Beer Ryan, they're the heroes. In the half shell, followed by Coffee Ryan when the evil shredder attacks. If we get through just that, then we'll be done. For forget the rest of the right. thing. We heard you the first time. Okay. You were just- <laughs> <laughs> <Ready>? <laughs> oh 
Oh, man. I was going to start crying. Oh. Deep breaths. Inhale, exhale. Okay, inhale, okay ready? <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Heroes in a half shell. Turtle power. They're the world's most fearsome fighting teens. We're really hip. <laughs> they're heroes in the half shell and they're green. Hey, get a grip. When the evil Shredder attacks, these turtle boys don't cut him no slack. <laughs> yes. Oh, bravo. Thank you guys for being on this podcast. You make my life so much better. Uh, highlight of the day right there, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going we're gonna to end it there. That's, that's about as far as you go. If you guys want to purchase our cover album, um, it's going to be on Amazon for forty nine ninety nine. So that Beer Ryan can afford to buy those original comics. Or, better yet, you can Love make it. it a Patreon exclusive. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, thanks very much. Good night. Good night. Good night. See <laughs> later. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Magecast as much as I did. If so, please follow, subscribe, share, and leave us a review to help us reach a wider audience. If you enjoy our work, please consider supporting us and our vision for the future of gaming conversations through patreon.com forward slash the well-read mage. Special thanks to my magely colleague Brent Mead for sound editing. The Magecast theme song, Post Atmosphere, was composed by fellow mage Russell Gordon and can be found on his YouTube and SoundCloud. This episode may be over, but the legend will live on. Passed down by the dwarves, the elves, and the dragons. What's up, everyone? This is one of your hosts, Danny of Opinioneering. Now, when I say Opinioneering, a lot of people don't know what I'm talking about. But what I mean is the word opinion and also engineering. So Opinioneering is us going through life, giving our opinion about mostly nerd culture, pop culture, things. Really, any type of culture. We get into a a lot of tangents. But we like to delve in the realm of nerd culture and pop culture because that's what we grew up in. And now we are three nerd dads talking about the nerd culture here today and how we are moving forward and teaching our kids how to be nerds and we go into real big depths about film music comic books television so join us on the little fellow media podcast network today because we like having a lot of fun and hopefully it's with you because we're just three nerd dad friends in and around our 30s sitting around a booze-filled table talking about nerd culture so we want you to join in on the party so come on down to opinioneering and listen in Thank you all. Again, join us on the Little Fellow Media Podcast Network.